Hello, the internet. Welcome uh, to what's what? What should you call this old show today? Let's call it the Daily Zeitgeist, and let's call this season one ten, episode three. Uh, as you already know, <laughs> this is a production of iHeartRadio, and this is the podcast where we basically do cranial surgery on America's shared consciousness. Look inside there and go, uh oh, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, November twenty seventh. Why did I say that sort of with a bit of an accent? November 27th, 2019. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Making your way in the Zeit today takes everything you've got. Jack's hands floating all around. Miles is smoking pot. Fuck the Coke Bros and Fox News. It's better when you choose the Daily Zeitgeist every day. Bum, 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 bum. DJ Danny and a Hosnier. You wanna go where the cold brew flows and no one votes Donald J. You wanna go where everybody is at game. Okay, thank you so much to Andy Trimble at the Eh Train uh, for that. Uh, what's the name? What's the real name of the Cheers theme song? Is it just Cheers theme? I don't There's know. There's some weird. I I remember in the past Jack did an AKA like that, and we actually looked at the lyrics of the original one. Very problematic lyrics in there. Uh-oh. It's like there's some like weird transphobic shit in there too. When it's like, and your husband yeah. wants to be a, a girl. girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like what? But that's really, it doesn't really go back to it. Yeah, it, no, <laughs> it's exactly. just like bad news. Yeah, you're like, like what I understand. F- I don't know if it's transphobic for that to be. It's called you everybody know, knows your name. Where usually knows. bad news. Yeah, it's an, but that's where they, look, they're taking big swings over there. Cheers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> like I guess, I guess the, the jig, the jig, the, what is it? The jig is up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well then, obviously Jack is not here because I'm out here stuttering and mumbling on my. <laughs> uh, and that means I have a very, very special guest co-host today. Oh, and it's it's one of my favorite people. Uh, not because she is intelligent, funny. Uh, we have very similar tastes in films, uh, which we'll get to later in this show. Oh, yeah. But also, I'm jealous of her name and how malleable it is with the anagrams. Please welcome everybody's nine-tit Dracula, Caitlin Durante. Hi, a.k.a. And this one's written in screenplay format, so get ready. Oh. Interior, second-rate studio. Caitlin sexily removes her jacket and reveals an even cooler jacket underneath. She starts singing, and I say, Anti-red lunatic, tit canal ruined, I'd not a clarinet, acid line truant, reluctant India, neat lucid train, these are a few of my favorite names. That, wait, that was all anagrams. Those were all... To the tune of favorite... Wow. Yes, and that is courtesy of, uh, and I had to DM this person to figure out the pronunciation of their handle, but I believe it is at um, Alskamaktis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry about that. One of my favorite that. accounts. What a great follow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, do you want to give that one more try? Wait, what is it? I'm even confused <laughs> what you said. Yeah. Put some respect on that handle. It looks okay. It is. Um, <laughs> describe <laughs> the words. <laughs> I'm going to describe what each letter looks okay, like, and then yeah. you're going to have to just it's a figure circle out. <laughs> with a line on top. It's A U S G E M A C H T E S. 
So it's like Ausgemachtes. Ausgemachtes. Yeah. Ausgemachtes. Thank you for that AKA. They said it was German. So oh, yeah. Then yeah, I've, accurate. Then I've completely uh, embarrassed myself. <laughs> uh, well, I am thrilled now to introduce our guest today, Caitlin. Uh, someone who you even actually created an anagram for, but apparently we kept that under wraps. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm oh, waiting. I'm waiting. Okay, fantastic. Uh, for someone who has a, a voice, a silken voice made of gold, uh, and someone who always brings the energy up, even without cold brew, please welcome Mr. Nick Turner. Okay, to keep it in line with the cheers theme, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which podcast is number one? The Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> dun, dun. What's that from? Frazier. Oh, see, I didn't watch Fraser. So Toss salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. What's that song about, too? What the fuck? Do we know? Is there something? Oh, going it's on there? some standard. You oh, know, really? It's like yeah, and so I, I, I imagine no one knows what it means. Yeah, like someone who's just having visions of tossed salads and scramby eggs. Yeah, I bet it's like a really kinky sex song about like yeah, tossing sa- right. people salads. Okay, I hear my name calling, eating butt and some. <laughs> it's so food. thrown off, like you know that normal, you know the normal <laughs> meal. Like you go to a diner, like give me what everyone gets. You know, yeah. uh, toss salad, scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs. Yeah, <laughs> salad and eggs. Yes, yeah, salad. The oh. old American diner. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean you never had salad and eggs? <laughs> Take that Yankee hat off, sir. Uh, well, anyway, I'm, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to talk for having me. a little bit uh, about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, just some that whole wacky student loan debt forgiveness thing. Some economists are chiming in, and it mm. sounds like that might help boost the economy. What? I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not okay. really sold on that. Uh, then we'll start bumming ourselves out because carbon dioxide levels are at an all-time high, uh, coupled with some uh, disturbing trend in our research into clean energy. Also, uh, uh, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson basically told Donald Trump, uh, you are not a king. Okay, so stop with the immunity nonsense that doesn't exist here. Uh, Then we're going to talk a little bit about Turkey. Gobble, gobble. Actually, I mean the country because John Bolton said something very interesting at an event uh, this week that maybe should have us asking more questions about also what the U.S.-Turkey relationship is. I mean, obviously, we've been thinking that for a while, but this is very interesting. Also, Caitlin and I will give... um, I guess we'll go toe-to-toe, even though we're in the same side of this talk, about the wonderful romantic comedy, holiday romantic comedy, mm. Last Christmas, starring Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. We have thoughts. Uh, we should, we have we a lot of thoughts. Do. Many thoughts. Uh, and honestly, this may be a movie so bad, you may have to see it. Yeah. I think it's kind of where we're ending up with this. Yep. Also, we're going to get messy, talk some Justin Timberlake gossip, and also whatever the fuck happened with Papa John on that TV ad that everyone's talking about, because it was not a good performance. Ad? That was an ad? I mean, did I say ad? Oh, interview. Interview, yes. Oh, yes. okay. I mean, like, crazy. Like, like, yes, we finally got one where he doesn't seem <laughs> as drunk. Or racist, although he kind of does that in this one. Um, but first. It was, a, it was an ad for his new pizza chain, Daddy John. Yeah, Daddy, yeah. <laughs> Daddy Yankees. Uh, try the new rompe. His new pizza chain, Daddy fell asleep early. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's nodding off on the couch again. Um, Nick, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, you'll, you ne- are. you'll never get. You'll never guess. I just looked this up. Mm, how to tie shoes. Um, no, uh, my search history. You'll never. You'll, uh, you'll no. never believe it. But I, I looked me. it up. And uh, earlier today, I looked up. Uh, Devin Nunez District, mm-hmm. which I often do because every time 
you see a Chiron where it says he's from California. Yeah. I'm like, where again? Yeah. <laughs> where is that guy keep getting elected? Yeah. And um, do you know? I just know the number of the district. It's the 22nd district. Shut the fuck up. Is that real? I think so. Mm-hmm. Does he wear that number a lot? Like well, a usually, jersey? like when you look at the Chirons, it'll say mm-hmm. D or R and then 22. CA 22 or whatever congressional district. Um, It's Fresno. It's Fresno. And where's that, you might ask? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know how when they redesign uh, California, when they try to, when, when they were trying to tr- cut it into three states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or six states, but three makes more sense. Um, well, that's, you know, they're cutting out the middle because that's, that's farm. Yeah, it's yeah. It's farmland. San There's Joaquin eight Valley. people there, and they all love Devin Nunez. Yeah. Um, well, not all of them. I mean, his challengers, I think, going to mount a pretty serious challenge. Well, I like. think definitely because now, well, now. he's involved. <laughs> yeah, because now he's like <laughs> maybe an accessory to some kind of Because now he's definitely conspiracy. going to jail. Uh, I mean, I know, we'll see. I mean, no, no. Well, people go to jail. People, some do. People definitely go to jail. It's not. Uh, you're not right. Politicians. It's not usually the politicians. Yeah, no. it's usually like you know, working people. Who yeah, are, like surviving. Or, well, I mean, Manafort, um, Cohen, yeah, um, Flynn, maybe a little bit. Roger Stone. They're yeah. not elected officials. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it would be. We'll see. I mean, he's definitely the heat is turning up on him. And there's also like stories where like Lev Parnas is basically saying like. I can tell you that he was about to go to Ukraine. I he think went like, to Vienna to meet with the U- yeah. yeah. He was going to go, though, directly to Ukraine. And apparently when he found out that he would have to disclose that to Adam Schiff, he was like, actually, never mind. I don't, never mind. I don't need to go. Actually, I don't want to go because this dude's going to like figure it out. It's also, John, Adam Schiff, I feel it looks like a John Daly character. Like John Daly, the actor. The yeah. Character, oh, sure, sure, could sure. do Adam Especially Schiff. Especially the character he's doing during yeah. the hearings yeah. where he doesn't talk and never blinks. And he's very stiff and like <laughs> yes. very o- wide-eyed. Adam Stiff. Ooh. God damn. See, this is low-hanging fruit. Oh, can I tell you, I, I was recently asked to do um, a fundraiser mm-hmm. for a politician. Mm-hmm. Was my friend was like, hey, I got this offer. I can't do it. Uh, if you want to do it. And I was like, great. Yeah, I'm sure whatever this politician. I... I I'll Google them later. Right. I, I can't imagine someone's asking me to do. And um, so then I talked to the booker and he's like, yeah, just send me your bio um, and your headshot and, uh, and I'll send like, you all yeah, the information. Lincoln like, bio. You go. Mm-hmm. Lincoln bio. Yes. I sent him a picture of Abraham Lincoln. And uh, then he sent me, he's like, okay, so it's this guy and it's it was Schiff's, the guy running against Schiff, the Republican. Oh. A fundraiser for him. Oh, man. Um, Did you take the job? It was at the Griffin in Atwater, and uh, it, the the show was called. Wait, it was at the Griffin. Yeah, where yeah. the fucking Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah, baby, where wow. they had to come out and make a public statement that they were not with the Proud right. Boys, but also holding Doing Republican fundraisers. fundraisers called Make Comedy Great Again. Oh no! Oh, so you and Shane Gillis. I immediately wrote back, and I my I think my my exact email was, "Oh fuck, <laughs> I did not." <laughs> Know that this was what this was. I cannot do this. Your reply all was fuck, bruh. Yeah. And then he got back and he was really nice. He's like, oh, yeah, of course. I probably assumed that. Everyone, you know, yeah. ev- everyone has said no. Right. <laughs> He's like, do you know any YouTubers who might do this? My God. Yeah. I mean, it, also, I mean, you could have been a resistance here if you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And then you go in there and. Well, just, I certainly yeah. had that thought. Yeah, but that's like too much. You don't want to also. But also, yeah. that's. Unless you want to no, enter the culture I mean, wars. It's literally no fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just to go because there wouldn't be anyone there enjoying it. But yeah. me, hey, screw you dudes. 
what or just do like a bunch of terrible like hack material that like gets like appeals to their worst instincts yeah. obviously you're gonna have to look like a terrible racist yeah. but they're gonna be like it was a bit guys no. i'm nick turner the ally Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah nick turner's number one he's getting smeared by the mainstream media <laughs> Oh, uh, and that how that's how you became red pilled. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, what else? What's underrated, Nick? What do you think's underrated there? Um, underrated. Uh-huh. Okay, um, this is you know I watch too much Netflix because I have a podcast. No such thing as too much. Called Netflix. recently added. Where right. We watch everything mm-hmm. and talk about it every week. And underrated, I gotta say, one of my favorite shows in a while is a is a, a Japanese sitcom called Scams. Mm. And it's all about these guys, this group of guys that do phone scams on the elderly. Which, oh, I don't know if I'm not on board anymore. Which, <laughs> what? which sounds not so fun, but it's it's very good. And they set it; they really set it up. It's like they're totally anti um, the elderly, which is funny because the elderly have all the money. And it was their laws that put in place, you know, the economic right, right, collapse, right. blah blah blah. And that's why we have no money. And so they're just going to get some of it back. Um, and so they run these elaborate scams and they work to varying degrees. And there's so many funny characters and it's just really well written and really fun and exciting. Yeah. And it's just a, a great show that I, I was really, really happy with. I did scams. not. Scams. Yeah. In Japanese, scamu <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> it is. Okay. Damn, I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah. Because I like, look. There's one thing you know about me. I'm Japanese and a scammer. Oh, so, there you go. Right also, uh, no dubs. Yeah, do the subtitles. Yeah, well, no, I mean, they don't have dubs. Oh, you're saying there's oh, no okay. there's no dubbing in it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just a pure Good, pure for all watch. the weebs out there who want to be like, I'm going to learn Japanese by watching all this stuff. You might, you might, <laughs> you, you might, might, but you might not. You might want to take a lesson. <laughs> you, you're not going to. Doesn't Does not track with English <laughs> whatsoever. You might catch a, wor- a word here or there like scamu is like the <laughs> Japanese way to say scam, I got it. Yeah. but it sounds like scum. So, you know, teach their own. But shout out to everybody who wants to learn Japanese. Wonderful language. Yeah. If you can figure it out. Uh, Nick, what's overrated? Here's the thing. I think you hinted to the fact that you want to talk about this same subject mm-hmm. that I have as an overrated. For my overrated. Great. Later on in the show. Let's do it. Should we do it now or should we wait? Well, whatever we can do. Let's, Let's just do hit whatever. it out of the park. What's going on? Okay. Hit me with it. You you guys watched a holiday movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the difference is your holiday movie is a theatrical release mm. with stars in it. Yes. Yes. Um, my beef is kind of with the lower rated. Um, you have beef with the trash holiday movies? I do very much. Wow, sir. I mean, do you know where you are? Again, you're I, at the Griffin at a Republican fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, I kind of look at it like pornography, right? That uh, like the Hallmark uh, type. We make way too much films? of it, Absolutely. and we don't need <laughs> literally any of it because we have them. Yeah, we have you know more trash holiday movies than you could ever watch. Mm-hmm. In uh, you know a million December's. Can yes. you cite some specific examples of like? Oh yeah, the Christmas are... Prince, okay, the Holiday oh. Nutmeg, the b- the, the boy in the bubble, <laughs> the boy in the bubble, the, boy. Hol- the holiday chance, uh, a nightmare, a night, the secret a night before wish. Christmas. Yeah, uh, uh, Freddie got, got pr- fingered. The Princess Switch. Uh-huh. The Princess, Princess Switch, Switch is a good one. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That I mean, yeah. they're terrible movies. Yeah, that are um, like so I formulaic. One was I was the what? night before Christmas with Vanessa Hudgens. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Netflix. Uh, I, I was work. Truth be told, I was working on a script, and I'm just gonna look. I don't know if it's going anywhere, so I'm just gonna say the title. Hey, congrats. It was called Single All the Way. 
Oh, wow. okay. hell yes. And this is free IP for Mar Vista Productions. Uh, Cause y'all pitched it to y'all and then you passed. So fuck y'all. Uh, anyway, What's have you sp- written one of these before? Yeah, I've dabbled, you know, with uh, Her Majesty, my partner. We because we watch a lot of trash Hell movies yeah. and we go, let me see, like, how can we turn this up? Like, we could write a script because yeah. it's so it's so formulaic. Exactly. Like you say, it really is devoid of the thing we realize in writing one. The second you try and deviate, I'm like, well, see, that's what them lame ass shits do. Yeah, it starts becoming bad. Actually, because uh-huh. the genre itself needs to be so painful, painfully like uh, obvious, and you telegraph everything that it's like paint by numbers. Yeah, the second you try and be like, man, what if I paint it outside? It's like, no, no, it's in the perfect shape of Darth Vader's face, <laughs> and you start painting over here. Now, what the fuck is that? And we don't know. It's confusing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting. I watched Holiday in the Wild a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one uh, with. Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe. Oh, okay. Yep. And it's a formulaic, uh, like rom com thing, but also hardcore into like elephant conservation. Ah, oh. right. they spend so much time on it, and it is a real, a real deviation of so, the form. I'm sorry. When we talk about why it's bad, mm-hmm. you're just saying it's the sheer volume and the lack of original. Well, anything? no, they're all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. You know, um, but I'm saying they're bad in the way. It's like saying get rid of junk food. It's like, how dare you, sir? (laughs) But it's like, but it's not that no one should enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. Of course we should. I just don't think we need to make so many new ones. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's out there. They're not getting any better. Yeah, but it's purely If you just watch all last year's that you didn't see. I've already seen all last year's. (laughs) All of them. Yeah, you saw Same. all thirty lifetimes. I watched well, all thirty. You Netflixes. mean the forty night, forty days of Christmas on Hallmark Channel okay. event? Yeah, yeah. I I caught about thirty six <laughs> for sure. See, I haven't, I haven't done the Hallmark ones, but I've watched oh. a fair number of the Netflix ones. Uh-huh. I put my relationship in jeopardy to watch all them. Fucking movies, <laughs> I was like, respect the mark. They don't do magic in their shows. That's a specific thing about Hallmark ones. They don't fuck with magic. Really? Plots. Oh. Yes, sir. Wow, well, I, I do so like tell that. me I don't know about this shit. I do like that a lot. Yeah, their 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 whole thing is like we don't do magic. Yeah, you want magic? No, no, no. you go over to fucking one of these other places. You wow, that's I mean? nice. Yeah, they don't like they don't like spooky or kooky. I just watched Noel on Disney Plus. That's a Disney Plus original original okay. Christmas movie. with Noel Wells. Nope, it is uh, Anna Kendrick. Not about Christmas. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, is she going to be Santa or not? That's the question uh, that drives oh, Anna the Ken- narrative. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Is, is it, it good? Anna Kendrick? Yeah. Um, and no, it is not good. Oh, though. I wasn't correcting like, you on your pronunciation. <laughs> did you say Anna Kendrick? Yeah, but I don't know which one it is. I don't I don't. I thought you knew something I didn't know until you yeah. immediately oh, no, backed no, down. I'm, I'm like, I'm, oh, y'all are homies? Like that? I'm just stupid. Anna <laughs> <No>. Kendrick? <laughs> yeah, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> oh, that's how you say it. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing for me is the reason I like it is because they're, it's just familiar. It's mm-hmm. like basically watching a Yule Log TV thing where it's just a burning log. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's not going to catch me off, off guard. But I like adding every year maybe new filmmaking techniques or higher resolution of the cameras that <laughs> are the only things that change. But I get <laughs> yeah. it. It is like, boy, yeah. there's, it's, it's, it's a, there's a proliferation of this shit. Is there one good one? They're all good. I think okay, Christmas Chronicles. I think that well, that was the oh, sorry, one yeah. from last with year with Kurt Russell. With Kurt Russell. Oh, I hated that so much it in a special good. way. <laughs> okay, the CGI. Santa does not that. make fake news jokes. I'll tell oh, you that much. For, I forgot <laughs> not about my that. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> not my district. 
Um, no, there aren't any good ones. But yeah, there. I mean, a Christmas. Well, because that's magic too, and that one is like one of my, the things that I I really despise the most, which is someone having to be like, "You're crazy, Santa is real." Right, right, you know, right. And just like, I'm sorry, bud. But we live in the real world, and then they do magic, and then they're like, and "What the real. fuck?" No, <laughs> like shoot thanks. Santa. They're like, "Run, this fucking freaky junkies flying!" <laughs> pow, pow. Get him out the sky. Yeah. I anyway, mean, sorry. No, sorry. but a Christmas prince. We obviously have very different. Opinions. No, no. A Christmas prince is terrible, and it's just the right amount of terrible mm-hmm. and uh, misplaced, you know, like ignorance in there too. Where oh, it's yeah. like <laughs> reducing all these cultures to the, these weird, like, uh, like Cold War idea of what Europe is. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. I, I think it's weird. I also have a palette for absolute trash, mm-hmm. which is why this is, this is why I'm surprised by you, too, because you and I both watch a lot of reality television. That's true. So how are you like, God, this holiday drivel is too much, uh, sir? Reality television is different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's um, movies are movies. Yeah. And well, reality television is supposed to be crap. Okay. Well, then what's the myth then? Let's hard pivot to that. Mm. A myth. Okay, that you can get a good cook on a turkey. That like oh that you can. That so there's basically a way. you will always oh, here, fuck up. You get a recipe. It's mm-hmm. like oh this is the way. This is the way. Yeah, you've been fucking it up it. for forty years, asshole. Yeah. Um, but there isn't because the bird is so uneven that the they can't all cook together. Sure. So you have to you have to split up your turkey. Yeah. You have to okay. cut the legs off your mm. turkey. Cut the breast. Oh yeah, the dark Thigh, meat wings. Dark meat do that slow and low. Cut them all. You got to cook them at different temperatures for different times, different techniques. So you're saying you break the fucker down. Twenty different ovens in your house. Break the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's four. You know, you get some levels in there. You yeah. might need. You might need two two go rounds. I saw a lot. But of, it'll be a lot quicker. Sure. The thing was trending was people going like. What's actually the thickest part of the turkey thigh? Like, because a lot of the recipes are like, get it to the thickest part, and people are like, how far is that? Because I don't know what temperature. We're in. Look, just I just deep fry the fucker. The it's thickest delicious. part. Oh, it's the breast. Yeah, but I love a deep fried turkey. Yeah, you know, here's the. I've had plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Rebecca Trent, the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, New York. Okay, I had a lot of Thanksgivings over. What there. exit on the LIE are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. Uh, Just want to see to Long Island City, <laughs> um, and and so she fried a bunch of turkeys, and I I appreciate the the fried you know whatever the moisture the the taste, but there's no skin on it, right? Which I is I think by far the best thing about frying. Oh, the crisp, the crispy, the crispy, crispy. skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Otherwise, you know, it's just a lot of fun. She had to build you know a, an oven every year, yeah, like outside, cooker, yeah. 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 Get your it's, propane tank. Yeah, it's so much work. But she's doing it for a lot of people, and it's like fun time. But I can't imagine doing that at your house for your own Do you family. like turkey, though, in general? I do not. Okay, so in, in a <laughs> but way. But yeah, no one does. Contextually, right. <laughs> I appreciate it. In, at Thanksgiving, I certainly enjoy, you know, the having it. But if it were um, an all-day meat, I would never eat it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wait, yeah, so, coming home. It's, it's like, what are we having for dinner? Turkey. Great. Mm-hmm. Dry chicken. Uh, yeah. Is everything okay? <laughs> Look at the size of this leg. Yeah, it is certainly going to take me a while. Yeah. Last time oh, I, I ate at a turkey was at a Ren Fair. <laughs> oh, Ren Fair turkey leg? Literally, and I got I had my sludge attack hours later where I had my yeah, gallstones went yeah. crazy and I- But now you're sludge free. I'm sludge free. You had your medical condition addressed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Snaps to our, medi- our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 
Are you looking forward to your Thanksgiving meal? Um, no, I don't really observe Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, I don't participate mm. in um, the celebration of colonialism. Thank mm. you very much. <laughs> That's my favorite part of Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I f- always forget about the food. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, what yeah. I get with my black family, we're always like, hey, man. <laughs> Could have been different. <laughs> Sucks for you. Yeah, we're like, I don't know. Fuck it. Let's eat this turkey. I don't like the food really served it. I'll eat it. I tolerate it. But like, I usually will like eat takeout there you instead. Go. What I don't, you, like, sorry, I don't like to cook. Okay. I don't Wait, like but do, will you crazy. gather with people? Or are you going to be like, I don't even want to fucking be <laughs> thankful for your friendship, honestly, because it's tangentially connected to this. Do you go to gatherings and ruin them by sitting yeah. in the corner? I'm like, white colonialism <laughs> like, ruined every inch of this fucking planet. Yeah. They're like, enjoy your turkey, fucking colonizer. Like, can we just yeah. argue about Trump like every other yeah. thing? <laughs> it's like, nah, man, you're the fucking destroyer, dude. Whoa, okay. Um, no, I'll, I'll go with friends. What's do your t- What's friends. your takeout thing? What do you do for alternative? Usually Thai. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your dish? Yeah. We're a couple um, of hungry guys over here. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. I like a yellow curry. Oh, yeah. Nice. Penang in the building? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Well, let's get into uh, our stories uh, because first, I just want to bring up very briefly. Um, okay. Well, I'll see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, man. Head on out. Uh, I think your turkey's done. Creek slam. <laughs> what are you wearing? Snowshoes and that's and why can we still hear you walking? Yeah, the wait. door closed. <laughs> why are you talking? Go, Nick. Uh <laughs> so right now, uh, you know, between uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they've been heavily touting a plan to forgive student debt. Uh, because a lot of people, Ugh, especially of the please. millennial generation and younger, are fucking being crushed by their student debt. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Elizabeth Warren uh, says forgiving, like she's more for forgiving debts up to 50K. Bernie is in for total Jesus forgiveness. Like fucking wipe the fucking slate clean. Yeah. On everything. Pot two. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, Just wipe it clean. Just start over. Just fucking pressure wash this shit. Let's fucking, let's try and rewrite this thing. His heart too. Yeah. Pressure washed it. (laughs) Uh, So economists have now started, like, I mean, people have always, obviously the, the accepted wisdom is like, yeah, if you're not fucking being burdened with your debt, that allows you more mobility financially to invest in other things. You know, start a family, mm. fucking maybe buy a house because that's like a thing uh, that is pretty out of reach for most millennials. Um, so uh, one expert, Lawrence Yun, said in the short term, it would be very positive for the housing market and says that student debt has people delaying homeownership by five to seven years, which – Seems like a long time. I don't know. It seems so abstract, though, because it's not like I had an idea of when, like, my parents would have bought a house. And like, where am I on track there? Because most everyone I know is like, oh, you got a house? Damn. Is it Chatsworth? Cool. I did read a a stat recently that said it takes 42 times longer now to uh, save up to to afford a house than it did when our parents bought a house. That makes sense. Times? Well, Forty-two I mean, times, like it's literally nearly impossible. Well, because also the millennial generation has never had an economic boom boom period mm-hmm. where we were all employed and t- like being able to reap the benefits of that. Our economic boom was the stock market going up. So yeah. older rich people. This is why I love scams so much. Yeah, <laughs> gonna steal oh, right. from the elderly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And hey, everyone, if you're looking, why don't you send in uh, scam tips for this Thanksgiving? We'll share some. Uh, to scam your elderly relatives <laughs> <laughs> around the table. You can leave that table with $100 in your pocket. You will leave that table and put a down payment on a home, broke millennial. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, when you think about that and just the amount of our inability to actually accumulate like real wealth, 
Yeah, of course. It's we're just looking at like, well, what apartment can we move to? Or well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like to yeah. accumulate some savings. Right. Yeah. Well oh boy. Uh so now, uh when they even talking about the housing market, uh it goes even beyond that cuz when they look another bank uh looking at sort of uh this whole uh student debt forgiveness uh has also found that there like the G- the US GDP could be boosted on average by 86 billion to 108 billion per year, which is not a little bit of money. It's pretty significant. Although, like the other thing, the only time when they start going, well, here's the thing, man. Don't get too, don't get too crazy and hopped up on this like equitable society thing because a you don't one one of them seriously said it could set a bad example where people may take on more debt since there could be an expectation that it'll be forgiven. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, that's really? Like, yeah. Let me go back to school five more times because I know it'll be paid. Yeah, for. it's the same thing like, of like with health insurance, that? like. People might get like overtreated. You know what I mean? You never know what these people are gonna do. And right. then who's who's losing? The CEO of the insurance yeah. company. Oh my god. My my boy over at Humana, man. He had he could only rent he could only uh charter a thirty foot yacht this Christmas. It's Guess weird. how many ha- houses he has? No, five. Yeah. Um, he has no houses because let me tell you how many estates he has. Houses are for poors. Uh yeah, I think again, there there's like that argument. The other one is sort of saying, like, well, you know that if we forgive all that debt, because the government actually owns a lot of that debt, it's like, well, that's a lot of revenue that'll be gone then. But, you know, then, you know, it's going to be it could slow things down because we'll have to tax other people and, you know, uh, tax the fucking rich. I'm sorry, sir. Good wow. night to you and good day. Mm. Well, I mean, when you think about how many people truly are making like minimum payments on their student debt and it's just like just picking away at it like so incrementally just on interest not even on the principle yeah you haven't even it's just a it's just a terrible feedback only i haven't even scratched the surface of my i'm like seventy thousand dollars in debt right now for the master's degree that i did get in screenwriting at boston university thank you very much i I hate to bring it up i I don't like to talk about it but i do have a master's degree Mm -hmm. in screenwriting um, now I and how many have homes so much do you own? day. I have negative five <laughs> homes. Negative five which, homes. which Christmas Prince movie did you watch? <laughs> oh, man. All of them. Yeah. Even this, this, the trequel that hasn't come out yet. Is that a thing? The, uh, there's a third one coming out, yes, this year. But not three you brand, Did you brand that trequel? I believe I just did. I, that's I, fant- I, to... I honestly must say, fan- that's fantastic work. I... I I don't know if I did or not. In your master's program? I, I'm i just so smart and creative <laughs> that I came up with it myself. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's a thing, but I did just say it as if it were a thing, and I don't think it Dude, is. You know, I actually cool. coined the phrase three boot, where Ooh. it's a second reboot. <laughs> no, you did not. I'm 100%. <laughs> okay, where are the receipts? Where can um, I find this? Is you a can podcast find episode? it in my Comedy Central web series, okay. You're Killing Me. We do an episode called Three Boot. About a second... Wait, about a all second of reboot. the franchises that have been rebooted. Because I play a guy who was in a coma. When I come out, I'm like, well, what's in it? It's like oh, another <laughs> reboot? It's like, no, it's actually three. It's a three Anyway, it's very funny. But um, I, everyone <laughs> But agrees. let the people decide. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I will fight anyone who says that they invented three boot. Fantastic. Because I looked it up. It didn't really, it didn't exist. Great. Yeah. Uh, then we have that. Anyway, sorry. Back so to you. Equals. Sorry, I got so um, angry. It's okay. <laughs> Just so you know, he came up with three boot. Okay, you can, you can have something it. no one was contesting. End of fucking story, <laughs> or had ever heard of. Yeah, 
Trequel is mine, though. Yeah, I love Trequel. <laughs> Let's copyright that right now. Yep. Yes, you got uh, it. Anna, please, thank you so much. Write it in a letter and mail it to yourself. That's how you copyright yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fuck the, a wacky fuck uncle the told Library me. of Congress. We yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. that bullshit. It's in the mail. It's copywritten, dude. Copywritten, so don't copy me. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And great news. Carbon dioxide levels are at an all-time high. Uh-oh. Let's just get right into it. Let's do it. I know everybody is about to enjoy their holidays and things like that, but let's not lose sight. Unless you're me. Yes. Ebenezer Grinch. Yeah, or no, Ebenezer Woke. Oh, okay. Ebo Woker. No, let's just leave it there. <laughs> um, you know, there is uh, there have been a few reports coming out, one from the United Nations, this other one from the World Meteorological Organization, that we are at peak carbon in our atmosphere. Hell yeah, we did it! <laughs> I, it's like, uh, I don't know. Global warming is, it's it's just weird. It's this thing that is by far the most pressing issue that is facing people because it doesn't matter where the what you believe or buy or where you live. Like that shit is coming for everybody mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and we, it's like, I you you keep reading things like this uh-huh. and it's like this weird thing where on one side I feel like it acts on people to start like really adopting these nihilistic a- attitudes towards it where it's like <laughs> we're fucked right uh and another one where you're like no fuck we have to fucking do something but at the same time what are the people at the levers doing because it's going to be too disruptive to certain businesses and things like that it's becoming uh I feel like I just want to renew people's sense of dread about this because it's very easy to like constantly read a headline. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the worst it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Justin Timberlake's cheating on Jessica Biel. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Uh, but this is by far uh, very, very, very alarming. Um, when you look at it, just sort of the global average of CO2 in 2017 in the atmosphere was 405 parts per million. Um, and by May 2019 the daily concentration had gone to 415 parts per million. It's not like a little little, little bit here and there. Yeah, it's We're making, significant. It's on the rise. And the, the levels in 2018, at least, were a increase of 140% over what it was uh, like pre-industrial revolution. Oh, great, 140%. We can, we can so. <laughs> uh, Well, what about this? Uh-huh. You know, I heard a lot from your side. Uh-huh, I what, love But it. what about this side? Okay. Mm. Obama. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, I mean. That, case yeah. closed. <laughs> case closed. How long did it take you to get here from the Griffin? Make <laughs> <laughs> um, it its own episode. Uh, then we also look at also nitrous oxide has also increased as well as methane. And a lot of these are born out of human activity. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, this is this basically when you look at all this research, it is not it's not going down at all. No matter what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's still increasing. Maybe sometimes it increases in smaller increments, but we are not doing enough, clearly. And when you have a president like Trump who's saying, like, the day he's reelected, it's officially he's just putting the kibosh on the Paris uh, climate accords. Dude, this is just this is where you realize what's at stake. I just want to add one other really disturbing chart I read um, that was showing that the clean energy investment has begun to decline. Like that we're act like, I don't know, maybe people are just fucking fed up. 
Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. It man. seems like everyone just gave up in 2019. We're like, well, there's no hope. Yeah. And if let's you just look just at this trying. investment, investment, the fall off oh. between 2018, it's almost like they just went, fuck it. And I don't know if that has to do with Trump's, like, and sort of America's sort of leadership in this and how he's completely abdicating his duties and responsibilities. Well, it has to be because he's, uh, they've diverted funds that were going to that, like government funds. Yeah, for right. the U.S., obviously that chunk is still oh, that's, smaller, that's but it's worldwide. broken up to like worldwide. I mean, oh, obviously I in um, like Asia Pacific parts, they are still also investing too because when you look at places like Indonesia, and they're like, we're gonna have to move our fucking capital because this shit's sinking. Oh. Like those, I think that's much clearer to them that something has to be done, but it's, it still seems a bit abstract, or I don't know if it's abstract to the the leaders, uh, but clearly. Uh, I don't know. I think when you have an older generation who's like, honestly, I'm not going to experience when it gets that bad. Right. I'll be dead by then. Yeah. And we're talking not even just like, you know, everyone's talking about like two degrees Celsius, like was sort of the the number people were saying, like, we really don't want to go past that. Like, we're past that. Mm -hmm. Like, we're now more looking at like, are we going to be like between four degrees and six degrees increase? Because that is a hellscape. Can you make this sexier, though? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, why don't you play some music, Dan? <laughs> so no, just up, for Nick. me. Okay, so you're just doing the same thing, but naked? Yeah, I don't know. I've been doing push-ups. I thought it would do something. Um, but yeah. We'll never, you know, we can never change anything as humans. We It has to be a law. It has to be a law, but I think also we do need to really begin to like sort of coalesce around these movements that are, yeah, I mean, that are getting, gaining some traction. But yeah, ultimately, right? Unless we're like literally being like, all right, we're dragging all these Congress people out of their houses and like forcing them to vote. It's going to have to come from other ways. And I think, you know, I think the first thing you can do just to feel slightly more empowered is to sort of be aware of your how you are doing things, not to do the whole thing of like the industry putting the responsibility on the consumer. Right. But mm-hmm. there are ways just to sort of move a bit more efficiently. I mean, uh, there's yeah, there's micro and macro solutions here where yeah. like on the individual level, you know, maybe if you cut out some of your like meat consumption you know you maybe try to walk more rather than bicycle rather than mm-hmm. driving people take public transit you know all, all that kind of stuff and then all the, obviously like on the macro level there need to be like laws and force that like hold you know th- whatever entities that are actually like you know yeah gushing out all this all these toxins into the air uh, should be held accountable Oh, I mean, yeah. The the companies that are like the biggest polluters, like they need to be dragged to the fucking right. Hague yeah. and just being like, sorry, guys, like you fucking knew just f- so you can make money. Right. <laughs> welcome to jail. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I like the idea that until he said welcome to jail, they, they didn't weren't know. sure where they were. <laughs> They're like, what's going on? <laughs> hey, really good for you guys to be here. Exxon Mobil, love you. Uh, oh, uh-huh. Shell of World Dutch Shell. Ka-ding. Thanks for being here. Here's the deal. Welcome to jail. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, honestly, I feel like you could just trick a bunch of fossil fuel executives, like the old trick with like a bunch of money under a box with like a stick and a rope. <laughs> and like, yeah, right here, right here, right here. Clunk. Uh, anyway, let's move on to happier news uh, where Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson has made her ruling uh, over Trump. You know, there was that case moving through the courts involving Don McGahn, who was saying like, do I have to like White House counsel? Yeah, do I have to like obey a subpoena like to go testify in Congress? Like, do I have to? Like, is that like real? Like, are there really checks and balances? I don't know. Can we sue our way out of this and delay? Well, the time has come. Uh, and I just, you know, the DOJ who was representing Trump's interest basically in this case was using the lamest arguments, like ones that we knew from the beginning was like, this is never going to work. 
it's purely a delaying tactic to keep people from going to the Hill. But they were almost saying like, well, in the past, you know, like other White House uh, employees and like the executive have um, cooperated with Congress and during these investigations. But like they did it because like they were just like chill about it. It's not like they had to do it. So I don't know if there's like really a mechanism in place that means they have to do it. Maybe like they're just sort of like understanding the Constitution, but there's nothing in the, like the the argument was completely bullshit <laughs> mm-hmm. and basically saying Trump is God King. So therefore, if he says, sir, you do not have to go, then that that was like their argument, uh, like blanket <laughs> executive uh, privilege. Uh, and then in her ruling, she wrote, this is just one line that's great. Stated simply, the primary takeaway from the past 250 years of recorded American history is that presidents are not kings. Oof. Bow. Done. Yep. Get the fuck on out of here. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you thought this was. Now, before you go, you know, shouting in the streets, hallelujah, uh, this is merely just one step. They immediately are going to appeal, obviously. They're going to keep doing this because this is all about delaying anyone's testimony, uh, probably all the way to the Supreme Court. We don't need it. Yeah. We don't need what? We don't need the testimony. Yeah, I mean, some people you'd like it just to like wake up some other idiots, but yeah, at this point, no one's getting woken up. Yeah, it's it's, <clears throat> it's everyone's fully digging proven. in their heels. It's done. It's a, it it happened. It's a yeah. crime. It's out there. There's no more. You don't need anything. Yeah, I think the only benefit that could happen for the Republicans is if like John Roberts, the Chief Justice, is like, I'll I'll hear this case later, and it happens to be after the hearings. Yeah. So there's they don't have to actually go along with these impeachment hearings. Mm-hmm. That would maybe be a win for the Republicans, but at this point. They've completely lost the fact war. No. And now it's just all about They're dead. opinions. Uh, the one thing, though, is that it may help other uh, employees of the White House or other people who've been working for the government who were thinking about disobeying or not going or following the subpoena to be like, okay, so I don't actually have any kind of legal argument here. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe I'll do it if I want to talk. I can just point to the fa- Like, this could give them cover saying, this judge ruled that this ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And even if they appeal it, the accepted knowledge around it is that it, it ain't going anywhere, even if you get to the Supreme Court, most mm-hmm. likely. But who knows? He's got two two puppets in there. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, yeah. Turkey. Mm. The country. Um. John Bolton was at an event for Morgan Stanley. Really great. Really great organization. <laughs> um. And made this really interesting statement. He basically said that he be- – I don't know. He's like – he believes that, quote, there is a personal or business relationship dictating Trump's position on Turkey. Just said that okay. out loud. I think it was obvious that something was going on based on how – I think a lot of times we're like, oh, he loves strongmen. And the other thing could be like, dude, these strongmen all have something on him or whatever. They have, a, they have an ability to like pick at him. Um, and when you look at like sort of the policies that have been going on uh, with – Trump and him between him and Erdogan, you can tell like there's some something's weird going on. Like, you know, like two years ago, Erdogan came to D.C. and his goons like just beat up a bunch of protesters. I think about that every week. Yeah. And he was like (laughs) and Trump just didn't say anything. That video is it's wild. They're straight. One of the craziest things I've ever seen. Clubbing, like beating, beating the hell out, out of, of protesters, oh out of protesters in the middle of D.C. Yeah. On our streets, on our streets. Like, they're like, OK. And that shows and you And our president sucks his fucking dick. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Sorry, I blacked out. No, you and now you're back. Okay. But it's true. He sucked his dick. Uh it was it was just Metaphor. one of those things where he pu- purely had nothing to say. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, eh, I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to make it hot. Um and a lot of people have been saying, like, okay, what's going on there? There's one thing that when you look at sort of how this relationship is working between the two countries, unlike Ukraine that had like the 
you know, Rudy Giuliani, Rick Perry, Sondland, Volker crew working on stuff. This one is literally just a bunch of son-in-laws working together. So one is uh, Erdogan's son-in-law, who's been working on diplomacy with Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, and Mehmet Ali Yalsindag, I may may have completely uh, botched his name, who's the son-in-law of Trump's business partner in Turkey, this guy, uh, Aydin Dolgan. So there's like, everybody's got their son-in-laws working together to sort of work on all these different you know, uh, uh, relations between the U.S. and Turkey. Now, uh, I think there are so many scandals going on in Ukraine, obviously has the most momentum. But when you actually really look at sort of what's going on with Turkey, like think about Mike Flynn. He was in trouble for being an unregistered agent, like acting on behalf of Turkey's interests Mm -hmm. and was even like vocally before being like, oh, I don't think we need to arm the Kurds. In the on the border in, in Syria, like I don't, I'm actually against that. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Where did that take come from? Oh, right, Turkey. Right. Um, and was even sort of like, yeah, I think we need to like sort out this sort of border dispute with Turkey and Syria. Again, he was vo- he was verbalizing that for Turkish interests. Then you start looking. Trump has substantial business interests in Turkey. There's like a tower there, uh, like the Trump Tower that's licensed, mm-hmm. and Erdogan has basically. Even like shown that he can fuck this up by saying like maybe we need to remove the name from this building as president of Turkey. Like I can also make decisions like that. And so you see there's a little bit of back and forth push pull between those two. You look at how many times the president has sided with Turkey, like completely uh, confusing and confounding like the expert opinions on like what is actually going on or what needs to be done uh, for the, in terms of the U.S.'s interests. Um, and then again, you look at these connections between all these son-in-laws doing their sort of backdoor diplomacy, it starts to get really odd. And then again, Rudy Giuliani shows up also even in Turkey because he has um, a financial interest in Turkey because he's representing this guy Reza Zarab, who is a Turkish-Iranian business person who is in trouble for helping basically evade sanctions. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the U.S. is sort of saying like, hey, like Rudy will help you out. Like there's a way we can make this all work and we can all win. There's just a lot of um, darkness. Um, And with just the amount of, actually the lack of oversight when you add it all up, you're like, you can only imagine what kind of things that are going on, what transcripts even sound like between those two leaders um, and what other people might have, uh, you know, other dirt or ideas or had seen things that they're like, this is completely untoward. Hmm. So something to think about this Thanksgiving. Um, I have uh, been watching 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcel mm-hmm. from Turkey. The, bee- the beekeeper, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm mad at Turkey at the moment. He's a terrible, terrible well, partner. I'm, I'm only to the point where he had a pizza in America he for goes, the first time. And he said, this is bad. In Turkey, our pizza is good. Yeah. But here, this is bad. Also completely different dishes. <laughs> I can imagine. You would never compare a Lamajun to a fucking Domino's pizza. Yeah. But look, I can go all day, baby. And I do (laughs) on my new podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Look for it sometime in the next few years. Uh, It's actually out now. Cha-ching! Wow. Oh, there it is. Uh, Okay. And one more thing I do want to say about Rudy Giuliani. He is under deep scrutiny by the feds. Uh, they've been subpoenaing documents like relating to his business relationships through his company or like other people like Lev Parnas. You know, he got like $500 from uh, what was it called? Fraud Secure. Some weird <laughs> business where like Rudy was like the face mm-hmm. of it, but it was not an actual business. 
Um, and some of the crimes they're investigating, buckle up, are big breath. Obstruction of justice, money laundering, conspiracy to defraud the United States, making false statements to the federal government, serving as an agent of a foreign government without registering with the Justice Department, donating funds from foreign nationals, making contributions in the name of another person, or allowing someone else to use one's name to make a contribution, along with mail fraud and wire fraud. <sighs> so wow. he might be sweating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, you know, my heart goes out to him. It really <laughs> does. really does. And I think when the way he's been operating, just like out in the open... Huh. Fraud guarantee. Fraud guarantee. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh, that, that was the company? Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think because one of the reasons they did it was to <laughs> goose the SEO. Um, so that would come up instead of this guy's other fraud uh. charges. <laughs> so if you, oh. if you search this guy's name and fraud, it would basically be to be like, oh, yeah, don't worry about his actual wow. fraud crimes he did. It's this business called Fraud Guarantee. It's huh. so... It's just so stupid and so genius at the exact same time. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, like, old person way of thinking. And, like, well, can we make it so when they search it, something else comes up? Can we say fraud's good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about fraud guarantee? And then we'll just write so many things on the internet about it that, the like, when it comes up, it'll come up with this rather than your actual fraud. All right. Let's take another quick break, and we'll get into some real news after this. And we're back. Let's talk briefly about Justin Timberlake, um, because old Ramen Head is filming <laughs> a movie in New Orleans and was spotted cozying up to his co-star Alicia Wainwright at a bar. Now, Caitlin, when you came in, mm-hmm. I showed you the video. Yeah. Because look, these are the photos, Nick. This is what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. There was some little hand holding going yeah. on, and that's not Jessica Biel. And this is another one, little little touch and go here. That's a full on hand. Hand in hand, okay. touching. Yep, uh, I've seen the evidence. Yep, you've seen the evidence. Uh, do you need any more, or have you come to a decision? No, I read. Uh, I read about it. Okay. I, I hadn't seen the pictures. Yeah, um, but uh, I've come to a decision. Okay, now what I will say is, the, both parties deny anything is going on, mm-hmm. okay. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all know Justin Timberlake is known to <laughs> leave a woman in the lurch when it when he gets in hot water. <laughs> Janet Jackson. Um, so I'm curious to know what happens here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I will say this. I don't. We obviously don't have evidence that they're having an affair. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't have that. What we do have evidence of is that he definitely has weird, sad, drunk with flirty eyes vibe. Okay. So here's my opinion. Okay. Harmless. Mm-hmm. Harmless. Mm-hmm. I. You never held a friend's hand. Just That's, that was going to be my general like I, you know affection, human contact. It's important. It doesn't necessarily sure. have to be sexual. It could just be like a platonic, friendly yeah. uh-huh. gesture. Also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. working on a movie together, mm-hmm, and they probably they have a very close relationship at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. there's lots of people around. There's he's getting photographed every minute of his life. Mm-hmm. This is what they got. Did you see the video though? You watched the video? No. When you watch the video. You can tell a to me it seems like it could be innocent, like more just like you're drunk and kind of being affectionate with someone, maybe maybe to the chagrin of your partner. Uh, but there are times when he did this, he sips his drink in you know when you've seen somebody so drunk they drink their drink like this. Mm-hmm. 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 And what I'm doing for <laughs> those of you because yes. this is a podcast, when you have your head tilted down the yeah, whole time. Like and you're, you're asleep, try- but you're yeah. still trying to drink. He was doing that and like 
uh, look, I'm not here to accuse a man of anything, but I what I would say is like not a good look. I think people. That's I think he's really good at being a celebrity. I think he's been able to keep this together for 25 years, and I don't think this was the slip up that. You know, we caught him. I just don't think there's anything here. At one stage, he grabbed her hand and rested it on his knee. She then gently started stroking his leg. Then he clutched her hand with both of his and was playing with her hands. Um, maybe they were rehearsing a scene for the next day. <laughs> what are you, his PR person? <laughs> <laughs> they play the love interests of each yeah. other. Yeah, they're just getting their chemistry Look, going. Yeah. Justi- their justified scene. is one of the greatest albums, so, you know, he's justified. He's probably his took I mean, her hand, he, he caressed it, he put it on his knee, and looked deep into her eyes and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I am in love with the most beautiful <laughs> woman in the world. With Jessica Biel. Now, please, get your hands away off of me, you brute. <laughs> Or maybe it's uh, he's innocent. Future sex love sounds his other great album. Oh yeah. When then they're gonna. Did you like what do you? What's your favorite Justin Timberlake album? I think that one. I'm an Future old sex head, so Justified is one of my favorites. I see. Mm. Wow. What about I'm you? I'm a no strings attached guy. Oh, and Sync, are mm-hmm. we? Ah, yeah, that's right. Wait, do you are do, do you like Justin Timberlake? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? He's in Trolls know. for crying he's, out loud. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in Trolls, like as himself, or he's the voice. No, of he's a troll. one of the voices of the Trolls. I haven't seen any Trolls movies, but oh, I, I haven't either. The yeah, that's for Trolls, isn't it's it? Great song. Yeah, he's in charge of the music for the second uh, movie. Okay, hold on. You're a Justin Timberlake fan, aren't you? <laughs> of course. I mean, what? <laughs> no, like a fan though. You're not like casual with it. Um, look, I'm. I I, I read. I uh, I just you know I mean, I'm, I'm, I wait well, hold on what is that the well, beginning of an explanation that's well, why I, I know about the troll thing I'm I don't literate know. too I, <laughs> I'm literate as well I can read Instagram <laughs> captions yeah 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 he's very likable he's got curly hair I like that yeah um he's got a lot of hits oh you I should like dye, that you should dye your hair like Justin's holy when shit you know what? I did that you did for a bit well yeah in college I definitely did that. Like to be like Justin Timberlake? No, or just, just be like I'm gonna you, dye my hair. Yeah, you it's dye college. your hair because yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were being like I'm gonna be ramen head, Justin. No, with like tinted rose glasses. No. Also, I'm you know I think I'm probably more into more into Backstreet Boys. I mean, I was oh, are too. You? Yeah. I'm, well, you know, I'm probably you know maybe it was just like a year older. You know. Okay. So. Yeah. To Something me, to about. who's your favorite uh, Backstreet Boy? Say it on three. One, two, three. Brian. Harry. Okay. You, you said Brian? I said Howie. Oh, you said Brian. <laughs> it's the first one I could think of. Oh. Kevin. Oh, yeah, they're all in there. Yeah, no, yeah, Kevin. Bri- Brian's the right answer. And, yeah, I'm okay. sorry, what were you saying before we interrupted oh, you with our yeah, love of uh, Backstreet geez, Boys? The woman's talking here. Sorry, um, Mrs. Luttrell. <laughs> uh, I think Backstreet Boys, like the sum of the parts is, like as a whole, they are better than NSYNC, but NSYNC has some better individual, like the... You know, mm-hmm. some, More the, better solo stuff. Yeah, from Insane. You wonder but only why just that one guy with Justin Timberlake. You you, you wonder how Chris Kirkpatrick got in that group. Yeah. When you, when you look at him and you think, well, clearly he's uh, he's insanely old and odd looking, and he had weird cyber dreads. But if you <laughs> if you you know I I I watched that uh, that documentary the the uh, the one about uh, mm-hmm. the Go guy <laughs> the manager. What's oh, Lou Perlman? Lou Perlman, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you see some old footage pictures of Chris Kirkpatrick. Damn, that dude was cute. Was he cute? He was so cute. And when, uh-huh. when he got hired, you know? You oh. see, just like, it's not a question anymore, like, why'd they put that guy in the group? Well, they didn't put that guy in the group. They put a cute, you know, 17-year-old in the group. Yeah. Wait, so what did he look like 
they're like, hey, man, you need to grow these weird fucking predator braids. Kind of. And I mean predator, the the character, the yeah. movie, not oh, a the predator. Alien. Yeah, the yeah alien. and you need to wear these like, like weird dreadlocks. These, uh, uh, they made him look like a fool. Ski goggles. Yeah, didn't he look like the, f- I guess that was his That was thing. his thing. His yeah. angle. Well, like- I mean, we've all seen Josie and the Pussycats, right? There's that montage in that movie when they get famous or they like, they get signed to a record deal and they have to like give them all makeovers and mm. they like, you know, they do that to stars. They like give them this whole image so that, yeah, they just made him look like a stupid idiot, I guess. <laughs> They're like, you're into hacky sacking with glow sticks in the Matrix. <laughs> How many Josie and the Pussycats has there been? Are we at three boot yet? Movies? Yeah, no, just, just the one just with the Rachel one. Lee Cook. So there needs to be a sequel and a trequel. I like the idea that the person involved in giving Chris Kirkpatrick a look only only worked in entertainment for one day. Right. <laughs> they came in and they did him. And they're like, ah, uh, no, you're out of here. But it's too late with him because we did late. the photo shoot. Yeah, it is what it is. Sorry, dressed him like that. That's his brand. Uh, let's move on really quickly to Papa John also, who made the terrible decision to be filmed mm. just in general. Mm. Yeah. I think he should never be filmed. Every, yeah, real Orson Welles moment. Every photo of him is him sweaty. Yeah. Uh, and it's, look, I get it. Maybe he has a problem, but I think it's more him being trizashed all the time. Yeah. Um, and this whole thing, he goes on, first of all, to defend himself and what happened with Papa John's he cl- you'll you'll see this claim of his diet that's fantastic but also in the true mark of a guilty person who's fucked up claims he was set up mm. and that his enemies used quote the black community and race to steal the company end quote goodbye um <laughs> let's just hear this uh this twitter clip that everyone put together that's like a greatest hits of some of the things he said I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Livy currently and Mark Shapiro should be in jail. He has no pizza experience. He's never been in the pizza category. I would just say, stay tuned. The day of reckoning will come. The record will be straight. Why not set the record straight down? I mean, what is it about the record that's not straight? (laughs) Stay tuned. Yeah, boy. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, they reckon no. we'll Stay come. tuned. Oh, so should we come back when there's something to talk nah, to you keep, about? Keep the cameras rolling. The day reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is. do you want to do a second take on that, No. Nope. <laughs> One take, John, with the call me. He was, man, I don't know what the fuck. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. Pizza in the morning, pizza for 30 days. <laughs> When you're drunk as fuck, you might be Papa John. (laughs) That's like 1.3 pizzas a day. Thank you for breaking down the math on that. You're welcome. That's a a lot of pizza. What's what's the flex? To say he's had that many pizzas? Yeah. I think he was saying maybe... That he's had, I don't know what like the he's, full he's on thirty Papa John's now. He's like ordering pizzas from Papa John's, I think, and, and right. and he's like just like testing the quality. And he said something to the effect of like, "It's not the same pizza it used to be." Like whenever he right. was in charge. It's okay, like, here's my first problem with this. Mm-hmm. You're you working at Papa John's, right? Mm-hmm. An order comes in, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same order you get every day. It's like, oh, here we go. Oh, it's <laughs> at John's house. Yeah. You know where his house is, right? It's half the size of the state. You know, and he's probably like angry. He's like, you know who it is? It's Papa. I'm ordering the usual. And again, hello, son. Yeah, uh, I would like my pizzas today. Okay, I'm a woman. Okay, well, get just get my get my order, son. It's Papa. Like, yeah. Though you think that the workers are like, man, fuck this guy. And yeah, like, just of course like, his pizzas taste bad. They're fucking shit like, at him. Throwing the cheese in one corner of the pie. I'm like, yeah, send it. 
<laughs> I, I have the quote. It's uh, I've had over forty over forty pizzas. Oh, okay, forty. Wow, more. it could be who? What's over forty? A thousand could be a for forty days and forty nights. <laughs> fucking Noah's Ark of pizzas. So I've, I've had over forty pizzas in the last thirty days, and it's not the same pizza. It's not the same product. It just doesn't taste as good. Oh, wait, but this is something that Schnatter said. Yeah. I've had over 36 not to 40 feral pizzas but no, delivered but that's to my Papa house. John. Is John Schnatter. Oh, okay. Well, I'm an idiot, as we've already established. Well, no, it's, I'm glad that you actually don't know his name. You don't yeah, need to I put that information in your brain. He doesn't seem like a Schnatter. I, yeah, is. I thought he'd have, like, I don't know, more of an Italian-sounding name or something. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope that our our, our pizza luminaries, our, our, our Papa Pizza, Papa John's Authentico. Wait, he's not from Napoli. He's not Napoleon. <laughs> oh my God! What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's reductive of me. I don't know, but well, you'd hope, right, that someone, who, someone whose last name is Durante, yeah. and I'm, you know, making pizza. I'm, I'm making the pizzas here. Mama Pizza. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mama, Mama Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Mama Katie's soon. Mama Kate Kate sludge pies. <laughs> you gotta love them. Um, okay, let's move. Uh, on. Let's cut that out. Why? <laughs> uh, we're keeping all this. We're keeping all the terrible stuff in. We're going to be canceled by the end of this episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that wouldn't be my first time. Um, okay. So let's get to brass tacks here. The romantic comedy film Last Christmas. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've seen it. And Same. I've been looking for other people who have seen it. Most people are like, my, the first thing people would say back to me when I said, have you seen Last Christmas? They would say, why the fuck would I go pay to see Last Christmas? Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's fair. That's yeah. completely fair. I did it as a form of self-care. Sure. It was expensive. But- Worth it. Yeah. Um, have you seen the movie Last Christmas? I haven't. Oh, no. <laughs> you simply must. <laughs> have you been to Tuscany? I have. Well, fantastic then, my good man. Um, yeah, so the film roughly, what, how would you describe, what's the... What's the log line of this film, would well, you say? Well, bringing my expertise into screenwriting so into this. Uh, again, I do have a master's degree. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, the log line, I suppose, is a... Kind of rough around the edges, young woman mm-hmm. uh, meets a man. So rough. Mm-hmm. Amelia Clark <laughs> says it all with her face. Oh, her edges are fucked. Uh, and he inspires her to um, turn things around for herself. And it's all happening around Christmas time. She also works in a Christmas themed store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she uh, has a family. And uh, those are some of the subplots. Right. I. It's uh, a great film with Michelle Yeoh and Henry Golding. Yes. Back together again. Together again. Because we didn't get enough in Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. They got them together. And what was her name? Mrs. Claus or, or Santa. Santa. Her name is, she's she's this woman named Santa who runs a Christmas shop. The The gist of it is. Santa yeah. is her name-o. That's the exactly. name she, she gives yeah. herself. Yeah. We find out that she that, uh, that Amelia Clark's character thinks that's her real Christian name. name. But it's not. She was like, And then yeah. she's like, Teehee, I gave that name to myself. She's like, I'm a capitalist. She's that's like, true. What was her what was her other thing? She's like, when I ran this other business, my name was blah blah blah. Like a candy yeah. shop. My name was Candy or yeah. some shit. So this the whole film is like this woman walking around. She meets Henry Golding. He's like, hey, look up. You never look see up, what you saw. Yeah. The bottom line is, and this is spoiler alert, if you really want to see Last Christmas and you really don't want to know what the magical twist is, just end the episode now because we're about to go the fuck off on this thing. 
And find, I know you do not like magical endings. I do like magical. I'm not. Look, I'm not the Hallmark Channel. That's their ethos. <laughs> I can't figure you out. Yeah, no one can. <laughs> I just can't do it. That's see, that's why I do that, so they can't get any psychographic data on me. Um, he's so inconsistent <laughs> that he basically we find out her she has her health hasn't been good. We found out she has a heart transplant. Yeah. It turns out Henry Golding is a fucking hallucination because she was the recipient of his heart when he was hit by a bus or something on yeah. a bike. Yes. Um, and that's why she's been seeing him. She's been, cause her, his like romantic, loving, giving heart exists in her With now. Her. So it is now changing her whole personality right. or something to make her a more, you know, get, I mean, the message of the movie, I'm sure is nice. I think the, it's weird. It's, narratively. It's, it's written by Emma Thompson. Yes. Who's a great actress. Great, what? Co- great, com- a great comedic performer in my opinion true even yes. though her problematic yugoslavian character is a little mm, i yeah. don't know if you gotta be doing these accents uh was actually i think it was a film that should have come out 15 to 20 years ago like the tone of on, it on the hallmark channel yeah it's written by <laughs> emma thompson and even the depiction is depictions of like the homeless are very like they're one-dimensional yeah just they're sort of there for texture no like there was a part where they have like a like a christmas pageant but none of the people who go to the shelter who are like unhoused, they don't like give them new clothes for the pageant. They're like, hey, guy who has like stained clothing, just just wear this hat. Yeah. So we still remember that your character is someone who is like in dire straits. Right. Uh, and had this like there was no humanity or empathy towards those people. It was mm-hmm. more just there to like underline how like chill Amelia Clark had become. Right. And it's not done in like a evil way. It's just like a tone deaf way where it's like, oh, this is how we used to make movies. Or this is how we used to quote unquote portray things like this. Yeah. There's some there's some Brexit undertones in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh-huh. pro? Uh, no, con- uh, uh, anti, anti for sure. But like, I'm against it, but my heart says let's leave. Yeah. Well, no, there's like a moment where like her, she's watching TV. Like it's completely shoehorned in. Emma yeah. Thompson is just watching TV and there's like Brexit protests. And she's like, oh, God, this country. She's I don't like, know. they don't want me here. Yeah. And but that's, that's, like, it's like so wedged in. It's like not a really a part of the story at no. all. Like uh, the elephant conservation. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like she <laughs> added this dimension because she wrote the script 15 years years ago uh-huh. and was like oh i can make it relevant like this. And it was all railing against margaret thatcher yeah exactly 100 <laughs> percent. update the this. iron lady <laughs> the um but one thing i will say and this is where we diverged a bit it was nice to see amelia clark in a rom-com because i think for her she's one of the few uh, actors on game of thrones who like their character was so specific. You mm-hmm. only saw like Khaleesi, Daenerys, never really smiling or laughing, always very, very serious. Yeah. And because of that, when you see her smile and act playful, you're like, oh, oh okay, that's right. Oh man, I, she overdoes it. <laughs> oh. Like, I think it was like, she's overacting every scene she's in. <laughs> she's like dials it up to an 11 when it should be like a two. Oh, wow. Time. Yeah, that's interesting. how I feel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I guess th- for me, it wasn't even the performance. I was just more like, she has a really like infectious smile. Like, that's it didn't true. feel I'm like not bullshit. Denying that. But yeah, I guess, but if I'm really going to be like looking at the performance, eh. <laughs> it's... I think really the bar solo is like, it didn't seem like Daenerys to me. Well, sure. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess she has range. Yeah, my uh, my bar is extremely low. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Daenerys kind of has one mood too. Yeah, one mood of uh, I kill on average twelve thousand people a day. <laughs> yeah, and this one to see her being like uh, someone eating uh, like fish and chips 
in a rush before she has to go home from her elf gig. Oh, she must eat so much fish and chips. Oh, yeah. She got a real FNC body. There was so much. There were like those moments, too, when you realize Henry Golding's like a ghost. And then, like, they do all those moments where seemingly they were together, but they're not. Oh, so spoiler alert coming up right now for the Joker. Okay, if you don't want Joker spoilers, just go to the end. What if I don't want Joker spoilers? put your head down and play heads up. You know what? Sometimes you're just in the industry and you don't get get to enjoy things. Enjoy things, yeah. Okay, that's fine. stay up to date, That's our cross to bear. Okay. Being in so deep in the industry. (laughs) So here it is. Here's the Joker spoiler. The twist in Last Christmas is the same exact twist in The Joker because there's a moment Uh, in that movie where he thinks he has a girlfriend and it turns out he was just imagining it the whole time. Uh, And it does the same exact montage of like the the scenes that's like he was, he thought he was with this woman. Just kidding. He was alone every time. But that's like, I think typical whenever you feel like it was a ghost. I think you, it's like an obligatory sequence you have to do to be like, see all those other parts. It was actually a ghost and Uh she was just changing in front of people on the street true anyway uh but overall yes do we say recommend this film highly recommend thank you must see it is i would call it one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life whoa wait really this is true yes i walked away from that movie like i mean not 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 for me to be like i don't think it was the worst movie but i know for you i feel like you've come after a lot of films like yeah i've seen not to brag everybody Uh but i've seen a lot of movies and uh i'm coming at it from like a pretty strictly narrative like screenwriting point of view Mm -hmm. if you just examine this story it is the messiest like yeah Scene by scene, like compilation of like. There's like exposition in the second act, and you're like, there's this like. I mean, nothing. It was the first draft of the script, I swear, and it was a bad first draft. Of Y'all, that. It, like, Caitlin is holding her face like a disappointed <laughs> like, parent right now. I, I like other people in the theater with me seemed to be enjoying it, and I just kept like looking around, being like, "Are we all watching the same yeah. movie here?" Because. Yeah. It, it is a mess. That when that turn happened, you're like, "He's a ghost." I went to Her Majesty. I was like. Everything was moot then up until this point. She was hallucinating that shit. It doesn't even matter because what the fuck is this? She's like, yeah, but she's still like those experiences where I'm like, you or don't just. We'll talk about this after the film, but the I will movie keep has watching. Two manic pixie dream people. In yeah. It. So if you like that and Michelle Yeoh <laughs> as Santa. Yeah. This is the Who movie also for you. has this like really random like love interest story that's wedged in there that has absolutely no, no bearing yep. on the story whatsoever. It's a disaster. In love with a German you man have to hmm. see it. who it makes is... her eat sauerkraut. Yeah, right. Essentially is what you can <laughs> distill that relationship That's what you take away. Uh, it is a terrible movie that everyone must see. Must see. Because you might get enraged. in the. For me, I like it because it en- it enrages me in the way I like to be enraged when I watch bad films. I'm like, this is, y'all are joking. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like watching, I'm like, y'all, okay, okay. But it's so good. Like, Paul Feig directed it. He's a competent yeah. director. Emma wow. Thompson, competent well, it's writer. The, it's the script. Performer. It's, it's a mess. Script. Yeah. The script is from 98. It's, yeah. We all know that. <laughs> okay, well, that about does it for us. Nick, thank you so Incredible much. Incredible news. For joining <laughs> Yeah, you're reeling from this. No, revolution. but Paul Feig, that was a that was a, a an, in, an incre- incredible drop right at the end. Also, oh, yeah. was one of the best comedy directors we have. He is, yes. but I think it shows you how much he must have been restricted by the script. Or I don't know. I I can't make heads or tails. Is he fucking up too? Who do who do we get mad at here? Yeah, Emma right? Thompson, Paul Feig, everybody, everybody. the system. Mr. Hollywood. Yeah. You know what? Unless they donated their checks to charity, we could be mad at them. Yes. I'm mad at everyone in that movie. Thank you. Except 
Henry Golding, because of course he's been dead the whole he's, time. Yeah, he's been dead the whole time. Yeah, don't don't t- don't kick a dead man. Please. Uh, Nick, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, they can find me on the internet. Um, I do have a, a podcast called Recently Added, uh, where every week we uh, we watch every Netflix original mm-hmm. and review it that week. It's the only place on earth where people have enough time to do that. And I also have a podcast called Get Rich Nick, where me and my co-host Nick Vaderot, <laughs> uh, every week we try a different way to get rich quickly. Uh, this week uh, for Thanksgiving, we have a Thanksgiving episode for in-game football betting. So you can oh. avoid your family and just bet on football all day and make a little scratch. And grift it and up. Then, and then next week, we donate sperm. Oh. We get into it. Wait. You're gonna and you're gonna you're fine with uh, your seed being out there. Oh, I have no. Nick and I have very different views about how fine we are with our seeds being. Oh, out there. so he is like I don't know. Yeah, but I'm like I'm, I would set up shop at my house if I could. <laughs> you probably have already. I right? don't care. Yeah, just don't tell me about it until here's my grift. See, yeah, once the kid, I check the box. He can contact me when he's 18, but then when he contacts me, I say, of course I'll meet with you for ten thousand dollars. And then I'm making money on the back Holy end. Holy shit. Wow. wow. <laughs> that is. Just another example of male privilege. You can just like squirt out your yeah, yeah. seed and into the charge, world, make a bunch of money yeah, off it. Charge your progeny. I, I would love to sell my seed. Get my eggs out of there. They're all for sale. Anyone you can. To highest bidder, take them all, or what, individually. I don't know. I just don't want them. Well, you, you can a 12 get for one deal? Pretty penny. <laughs> but it's such an invasive and like yeah, procedure process, yeah. to get eggs out of a body. When I used to work at the coach store, my it. coworker, she was so fertile. She was breaking records at the fertility clinic she was donating her eggs to. Wow. And she didn't even have to work because the her the harvesting or the donations were so out of this world, like numerically from in terms of the quantity, mm-hmm. she was only working there. So her mom wasn't suspicious of why she had all this money. Oh, so she was like laundering. <laughs> well, she was so just, well, it was like, you know, when I used to sell drugs or whatever, I, you know, I worked at the laser tag place mm-hmm. and I was like, no, nah, mom, I did a birthday party. Like, and you know, moved a couple ounces, but like, you know, that's why I'm wearing this cool pinup, this pinwheel hat uh-huh. fitted in throwback Jersey. But like, that was her thing because she was in college and she like when first found out about it and the money she made, she was like, oh, shit. But when her mom was like, wait, how are you? I thought like we were on a scholarship and all these other things. She's like, oh, let me get a job real quick. <laughs> she was really dope, though. Shout out to you. I'm not going to give your name. It yeah. is lucrative. We, in, we, uh, we interviewed people who, who gave uh, donated sperm and donated eggs. And uh, Sue Smith, we, we interviewed about donating eggs. And she said that. She stopped because it was like she's making too much money uh-huh. and like just relying on that. You're like she's like this is, can't be my life. Oh wow, you know it's like I gotta, I, you know this will this will this will demotivate me. Well, because you also age out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like they yeah. don't want eggs that are too mine are too old. Your egg? No, don't my say that. My 33 year old eggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toss salad and 33-year-old eggs. eggs. Toss salad and rotten eggs. <laughs> uh, what's a tweet that you like? Um, I was just looking up. As as you know, um, I very rarely like any tweets. Um, I just – it's not part of my life where I click like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't care less. And okay. so all Sorry. my tweets are like mad I guess old. we're pieces of shit, Caitlin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> – no, no, cool, man. I get it, no, dude. It's fine, it's fine, I don't it's do fine. so many things that people enjoy, like a nice person does. Yeah. But I just don't see the point. We've got uh, anti anti colonizer Thanksgiving over here. You're mm. with the the Twitter likes, yeah. anti Twitter likes. <laughs> yeah, 
Better cause for you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> John Ozelay says, when I hang with Will... Okay, well, this one needs a backstory. Uh, when... Uh, <laughs> go did on. You, do you remember there was a bunch of people posting videos of them and Will Smith? There was like... I think there was a couple like uh, to promote their half hours. On oh, Central, yeah, sure. And then just like for a few days, there was like way too many of my friends just hanging out with Will Smith. He must have been out of thing. But then... John Ozelay wrote, when I hang with Will Smith, we put our phones away and just enjoy the moments we have together. Oh, damn. That's a flex. I, I enjoyed that. Real friendship. Yeah. Caitlin. Yes. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having so me. Sorry much. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, you can. Uh, well, first of all, Nick, I didn't, I never revealed the anagram oh, the, shit. Uh, of my yes. name. So, my Caitlin Durante, anagrams to Nick Turner. Detail, so it's not quite right. So it's mm-hmm. a Boston accent on the like Turner, and it's the Nick without the K, but Nick Turner detail. Oh, I like so, it. There you go. Nick Nick turned I elate. Um, elate? No, you never ran, mind. You, you ran, I'm not. You ran out of I can't keys. read. Never mind. Yeah, you're actually. I'm illiterate. <laughs> And this is a day of reckoning for Papa John, mm. so. Um, uh, Trick anyway. Nooner. There you go. Thank Ooh. goodness. Trick Nooner in the building. <laughs> Very good. That was a real light Greatest anagram. Greatest submarine, submarine <laughs> style <laughs> pitcher from the 1970s. Um, Caitlin, where can people find you? Follow uh, you. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. You can uh, listen to my podcast about the representation of women in movies and how it's historically been really Freaking bad! Did you do last Christmas? Did you should do last Christmas? We have we, we maybe we'll yeah. we'll see maybe you next year. People to that. This yeah, year for sure. we we do have a, a Home Alone episode coming out. We're doing the Santa Claus, and on our Patreon we're doing uh, the uh, I think it's no uh, a night before Christmas. Can I Vanessa? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The women in one. Home Alone. That's good. They're very forgetful, or they live under a bridge. But, well, mm-hmm. the movie—I don't know how recently you've seen it, but the movie does like an alarming amount, like way more than I remembered to like justify why they might have forgotten their child at home. Okay, I just—I was yeah. like, oh, they're just really bad parents, but they sure. like set it yeah. up they, pretty they well. They count. There's the neighbor kid runs over and yeah, yeah. he gets counted in the van. And, yeah. Yeah. It's chaos. He's yeah. in the attic, they wake so up they late. forget. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I so. would never forget my child. <laughs> And if and Nick, I know you would never forget. Thank your you. Yes. For ten thousand bucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, the Bechtel cast is is my podcast. Yep, yep. Uh, listen to Sludge, uh, which is my podcast about how broken and biased the healthcare system is in the U.S. Uh, new season, uh, new season coming out in January. Fantastic. Uh, and I also teach online screenwriting classes with the master's, with your master's degree, degree that I have. Do you hold the master's degree? Like next to you in the frame. So I like, like. I turned it into a, a shirt. Oh, great! And yeah, it's like screen printed it, and then I wear that shirt. Okay, what's That's, a tweet you like? Uh, this one comes from Deborah Di Giovanni, a very funny comedian. Uh, she said, Shia LaBeouf said he likes quote boring missionary sex, and I am sopping wet. <laughs> <laughs> relatable, Deborah. I, very relatable. Yes. Oh man! Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. A tweet that I like uh, is, was actually brought to my attention from a listener, Alex Ruiz at AX Ruiz, uh, because this was a tweet from Tony Poznanski 
uh, about Papa John's. It said, this is his tweet. If you want to make a Papa John's pizza at home, here's the recipe. Cardboard, ketchup, three pieces of mozzarella cheese, a shitload of grease, a MAGA hat, two swastikas, and a dash of racism. Enjoy! Uh, and they, But they forgot sugar. That's what Alex also said, because we all know that's the problem with their pizza. It's not the swastikas. The swastikas taste mm. fine. It's too it's sweet. The sugar, yeah. The sauce is too much. Do you like Papa John's? I don't. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, all, all you wouldn't debase yourself. All food, all the pizzas, all, all those pizzas are trash. Mm. But there's still a trash hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I. F- it's so you know, just like you can't figure me out, I can't figure out where your trash palette is. Yeah. Right. But Same. you have a trash palette. Look, but we don't know you, where you it were is. saying about the reality shows earlier. Like, well, there's there's ways to make a re- like 90 Day Fiance. I don't consider it trash. I think it's a it's a it's a good show. Because everyone behind the scenes is good at making a show. Okay. So uh, what's the a people, trash the show? subjects are terrible. Yeah. But that's that doesn't make a a trash show is Real Housewives because those people are also can't hold my attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Uh, speaking of ninety day fiance, you can also check out my podcast for twenty day fiance. <laughs> Uh, with Sophia Alexandra, you know, featuring an elevated discussion. Uh, it's half game show, half re- recap show of our favorite trash reality show, Night game Fiance. Show? Yo, yeah. Tune in. Wow. Yeah. That's what we got algorithms and all kinds of shit. I'm trying to make it objective. Oh, um, but, yes, where was I? Did I say a tweet that I like? I did. Now, you can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page. We have a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Thank you, Dan. Uh, you know, where you can look at all this stuff, the episodes, and uh, even the songs we write out on. What's that song we're writing out on? Ah, well, let me tell you. It is by an artist named Nicholas F. Not Turner, but it's spelled N-I-C-K-E-L-U-S-F. And the track is called Mids. And it has like this like sort of updated James Brown soul thing, but trappy, but the samples are from back then. It's just got good energy, and I think we all need good energy uh, to, you know, go into this holiday weekend. Uh, and, oh, one last thing. I, mean, I would be remiss if I weren't to bring this up. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. And for more podcasts, go to the iHeartRadio app uh, or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get them favorite shows. Okay? With that, uh, get your stummies ready for anti-colonialism day. Mm-hmm. And uh, then get ready to Followed consume. Followed by anti-capitalism day. And Followed by anti-capitalism day. Yeah. Fucking Black Friday. Also... Get your merch, speaking of anti-capitalism, <laughs> because there's a sale at Public. just contradicted ourselves, the nature of this medium. Uh, yeah, it's a big sale, okay? You want that Zyking shirt? It's 13 bucks, okay? And that's what helps keep the lights on. That's what helps keep DJ Daniel in tie-dye ultra boosts, okay? Thank you for that. We'll see you soon. Enjoy your holiday. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. We were lighting up the exotic.